eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command Podcast from Odyssey Sports. What's up? What's happening? I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. And today, we continue to look at some of the off-season rankings uh, from some of the national pundits. Uh, Logan, we have yet to find one that really likes the Commanders. Did have a good conversation about Sam Howell with Dan Orlovsky the other day. That was fun. Uh, but we got we got some interesting commentary on that. But, Logan, we start with the big story uh, today when most of you are hearing this. I guess kind of today when we're recording it, Wednesday, uh, but also into tomorrow. And that is the NFL schedule release. Uh, should note that Logan and Linnell will be hanging out at Old Ox Brewery out in Ashburn. You can go and hang out with them for a live broadcast for the schedule release on Thursday night. Uh, that follows me on the air on the Team 980, also simulcast on 106.7 The Fan. But Logan, I think last year when you look at the Commander's schedule, we knew instantly, for instance, that the Jacksonville game being early was going to be a good thing. Right. Like you'd rather see a team with a new coach early, and you knew that Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson would probably eventually find their stride. Sure enough, they did. They make the playoffs. They're competitive against the Chiefs in that playoff game. Um, but this year, I, I think it's interesting. that I don't know if there's exactly that one that stands out quite as like a sore thumb. But here's what we got in terms of the opponents. At home, they'll have the Cowboys, Dolphins, Eagles, Cardinals, Niners, Bills, Bears and Giants, and then away, Seahawks, Jets, Eagles, Patriots, Cowboys, Falcons, Rams, uh, Denver, and then the Giants. So you go to MetLife twice, you get Jets and Giants. Um, anything in particular stick out for you of teams you want to see early, late because of injury, coaching changes, anything like that? Yeah, I think the big one that I want to see early is the Jets probably. You know, I think um, with Aaron Rodgers coming in, I think, you know, learning he's, he's not learning an entirely new offense, but I'm sure it's, it's, a, it's a different culture, different environment. And I just don't want him to kind of find his stride in a new city with a new 
with, you know, like relatively new staff. So I think I want to get that one early. The one that I think is kind of interesting is the Bills, because I thought they were kind of on a little bit of a skid last year. And I think that, you know, losing Brian Dayball as the OC, a guy that was really maximizing what Josh Allen did at a high level, I thought really hurt them. And I think is that going, is that, I think that's something that, you know, Josh Allen being Josh Allen might start off hot in 2023. But I do think as a guy, as a team, that'll probably decline a little bit. So I kind of want to see them probably week 10, week 11, you know, Josh Allen's a little bit banged up. Um, You know, the offense that they've kind of put out there, this Josh Allen centric thing. Um, So yeah, I think probably jets early bills late. And then um, yeah, those are the two ones that stick out to me right away. You have any thoughts, Greg? Yeah. So there's a couple that I think stick out potentially. Um, and And on one of them in particular, it's a little too early to tell. The Niners are a team that I don't know exactly when I want to see them yeah. because Brock Purdy is coming off Tommy John surgery. He had that, that UCL injury. And so is, is he going to be ready at the start of the season? Probably not. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Right? Cause that, that's the other thing. There's a chance that Sam Darnold comes in and storms off with that job. He is so talented, but has not really shown it consistently in the NFL. That said, his best stretch of football was probably the end of last year with Carolina. He started to find some things towards the end of the year when he circled back in for Baker Mayfield. It wasn't a very long stretch, but he had a couple of nice games and Carolina got competitive for a while, mostly behind the run game, but Darnold at least could do some things, uh, if I'm remembering correctly on that. So Darnold is a guy that goes to San Francisco. Now he's got Kyle. Like From a talent standpoint, it's the most talented quarterback Kyle's had in a while. Um, but is it the mental processing and stuff that we always talk about that, for instance, Purdy is fantastic at that maybe Darnold isn't that makes him not successful, even with Kyle Shanahan, despite all that physical talent, the mobility, the arm strength, all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know what I want out of San Francisco because part of me wants them early when Darnold is new in the system. Part of me is, is scared that like you haven't seen what Kyle's going to do with Darnold and that lack of tape could come out and be you know, really dangerous. And you, maybe you'd, you'd rather see them with Purdy later in the season uh, if Purdy's even able to take that job back. Um, but early, early feels safer just because you don't know yet versus if whether it's Purdy or, I mean, or Trey Lance or Sam Darnold, if one of them finds a groove, that feels, that feels dangerous later in the season. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer, and you want to face Kyle Shanahan teams a little bit earlier in the season. I think the more film Kyle gets on you, the worse it is for your defense. I also think it's coming out of the offseason, Kyle, he's a, you know, he's like a beautiful mind, man. Like, he just has a lot going on. There's a lot of offense in. They don't really know exactly, like, who and what they want to be offensively just yet. So, I, I you know, you never really want to face a Kyle Shanahan team, but you always want to face him, I think, a little bit earlier just because, like, he's so fastidious with his process in terms of game planning. Like, you could tell in the matchup last year against Washington, they, they knew exactly what this team was going to be doing. And I think because it was late in the year, they had a really good feel for who they are and what they wanted to be. That's offensively and defensively. So, um, yeah, I think that's a team you want to get earlier in the schedule. And, again, not just because the quarterback flux. I just think – I do think Kyle tends to over – overanalyze early, you know, and then he kind of settles in. I think, you know, the last couple of years, they've started a little bit slow and then found this kind of dominant middle of the season, kind of crescendoing to the end of the year. They're still figuring out personnel. They, they use that time period in a different way. I know they're, I talked to their strength coach quite a bit. Their off season's a little bit different, a little bit more subdued. Also, I think that lends itself to a slower start because you don't have everything quite figured out from a personnel standpoint. And that's fine. 
they're the best team in the division. They can do that. They're going to win some games late, and they're going to make the playoffs. So, but yeah, I think that's a team you want to get kind of when they're in a little bit of a uh, little little bit of a flux. Let's just say, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the other team that I think is interesting from both an injury and a coaching standpoint, because this is the only team, if I'm looking at this correctly, the only team they'll face with a new, oh, I guess Denver also, um, you know, with a new head coach, Denver's obviously got Sean Payton. So that's, that's an interesting one to see how he comes together with Russell Wilson. That one feels a little Jacksonville-y. Like maybe you want them early, what get that it? out of the what way before they've had a chance. Which, which uh, uh, Denver. Okay. So Sean Payton and, yeah. and Russell Wilson before they can catch a groove and figure each other out. Um, but the other one is obviously Arizona. Um, yeah. Arizona's a team that is going to be without Kyler Murray uh, most of the most of the season probably with that ACL, and they've got new a new head coach, new OC, new everything there. So um, Arizona, I would say, is is less interesting just because I don't think they're going to be good at all next year, no yeah, matter what. I agree. I just think they're going to be bad. So I, you know, in some ways, it's like, can we have them week thirteen and have a soft point in the schedule before you hit that division run down the stretch? But Denver feels like the most Jacksonville team to me on their schedule, where if you can get them early, there is a chance that Russell Wilson regains some form under Sean Payton and that they find a groove as the season goes. No, I think that's right. I think that's kind of, you know, Tana on the show the other day, you know, he does like a Tana's take segment and he kind of, I think very acutely was like, um, you know, like that's my dark horse team this year is, is the, uh, is the fighting Sean Payton's. And I think there's a lot of good reason to think that they've got a very dynamic receiving group. Obviously Russell Wilson was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for a while. Um, you know, and like, can Sean Payton bring that out of him? I, I look at what he did with Jameis Winston the year that he was coaching there. And like Jameis was, was good, you know, like his best year of his career, top 20 player. And like, he did a really good job mitigating risk, finding stuff that he could do, taking advantage of his aggressiveness, like when it was time to take advantage of it. So I definitely think like, you know, we talk a lot on this show about the influence of coaches on players. And I think that's a perfect example of how a coach, a new coach could dramatically impact um, could dramatically impact Russell Wilson. And like, if he's impacting the most important person on your team, that's a huge deal. So yeah, I agree. I think that's definitely like a Jacksonville type fit, get them early before they kind of figure out really who they want to be. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I think that's the right idea. I, I think teams that are going to kind of, that you don't, that you might want to see later are like the Seahawks. I think the Patriots, um, I think you're right. The Cardinals, I don't think are going to be very good period. Um, but I think you want to get them while Kyler Murray's out, which could be the whole year. Um, the Dolphins strike me as a team. You also want to get early, you know, in the sense. I want to get them in the rain whenever it's going to rain. Give me the Dolphins in the rain. Yeah. I, and where's that game? Is that in Miami or is that that's here? that's home? Yeah. So I think that, you know, obviously they have a they have a huge advantage earlier in the year because of temperature. But if that's here, it doesn't really matter as much. I do think, yeah, like you want to I think you want to catch them a little earlier because they're they're in the very. They're in the Kyle Shanahan mold. The more film they get on you, the more prep they can have for you. Usually it doesn't turn out well for you. So get them early when it's still kind of fresh or still kind of figuring it out. But yeah, in terms of teams later, like I think the Bills are candidates for that. Um, Cardinals anytime. Patriots are interesting. What do you think about the Patriots? That's one that I think is kind of um, because, because of Bill O'Brien's addition, I think they're going to be significantly mm. better. I just don't know how much better, you know? They are such an enigma. Yeah. Um, I, 
I don't know when I want that. I, that. That's one of those teams I can't make up my mind. Like, do you want it early before Mac and Bill O'Brien figure it out? Or do you think that they might click early and then yeah, Bill, Bill's Bill a little combustible yeah. and Mac's, Mac's not exactly perfect? Yeah. So are they going to have a blow up midseason that, that you can take advantage of? Um, do you want it also on the other side of the ball? Like how much film do you want Belichick to have on yeah, you? It's a tough team. Um, I could, I could see we're wanting them early cause you're, you know, that way Belichick can't plan for what EB's doing with this team. There's, there's a lot of unknown there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, that's a funky one. Um, for sure. Seattle, like they're, they're to me seem kind of like they've got a good identity. They know who they are. They're going to want to run it, but they've got big playability and they're going to be that the entire year. So as long as their guys are healthy, it kind of doesn't matter when you play them. I kind of um, feel like Geno Smith regression though a little bit, you know. And if Geno Smith, you maybe. know, like I, I like I like Geno Smith, I think, but I don't think he like he was playing like what was it like top seven level. I mean, quarter. he was awesome to start last yeah, year. Yeah, and then he kind of started to fizzle a little bit, you know. I, and I think he was still playing fine. He's probably top fifteen, but I much prefer to play top fifteen Geno Smith as opposed to top seven Geno Smith, especially with the receiving groups. Justin Smith and Jigma, the ad there in the slot receiver role there. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I, I prefer to see them later, I think, because I do think he'll cool. He's getting older, Geno Smith. So he'll cool as the season goes on. I think, you know, this is all like totally, total guess, but I think that's a team that, again, like, I think they're going to come out like gangbusters because they always do. And I think they're going to kind of chill as the year goes on. So I want to catch them in the second half, I think. The Rams are an interesting one too. One, you, I mean, selfishly, if you're a, if you're a player, you probably want that later in the year. You get a nice little warm weather getaway yeah, in right. December. Yeah. Um, but and not to mention, it can be you know 100 degrees in LA in September, so um, that's that's not super fun. Uh, but like Stafford back, you know, do you just be like, oh, maybe he'll get hurt again? You know, yeah. like kind of that mindset. But it's not even um, like it's not even like a, from a fan. bad injury. It's just like he's got tendonitis yeah. in his elbow and his shoulder. So yeah. like that, those are chronic use type things. And the more you play, the more you throw the football, like you're going to be less effective. And like, you know, it sounds like he's doing better. But again, maybe later in the year and then you get some backup quarterback and, you know, you get to roll the Rams. I don't know. OK, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, that could be certainly possible. Chicago's an interesting one. Obviously, Fields got better and better as the season went. There's, there's talk out of Bears camp, as you would as you would imagine there would be this time of year that he, you know, where he is now compared to where he was last year, like it's not even like the same player. He's made such a leap. So, you know, do you want him early, late? I, I almost lean towards later because his style of play, he has gotten a little banged up. Interesting, yeah. Um, I would lean a little bit towards later on that one, but who knows? Um, you know, Falcons, like, do you really want to face that run game late in the year when you're banged up? I'd probably rather have them early. Um, yeah. you know, when you're still hitting in practice, I, and I, things th- like I, that. I think for them, it's more like with the Falcons, it's like the game before and the game, a- the game immediately after is the game. Is yeah. that, you kind of want them before your bye week Yeah. Right. A, a, a game like where it's like, you can kind of, cause you know, you're going to come out a little like they, I mean, I just look at their offensive line at the moment, like, holy cow, man. Like they have so physical. they've got so much draft capital invested in that group. They're really good. 
They got a three-headed monster in the backfield. Like it's it's a scary it's a scary team to play. Like you know, from a defensive standpoint, and I think, like you said, you you want them kind of going into a break or going into uh, like um, you definitely don't want to go at like go on a trip right afterwards. You don't want to be going to like L.A. after you play the Falcons, right. which is probably what you know the the schedule makers would probably do that. But I think that's that's the team that I think is really interesting because they of of the physical play style of their philosophy. I like your analysis on the Chicago Bears. You know, with Fields like later in the year, I think that's. 100% right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think the Falcons are sneaky in that way, man. That's a sneaky team because I think they're going to be sneaky good, and I think they're going to just beat the poop out of whoever they're playing. You know what I mean? So, like, you don't need yeah. that. Whether they win or not, yeah. like, there's going to be a total to play. Like, there was that stat last year with the 49ers. Like, nobody won the week after they played the 49ers. Yeah. Like, literally no one yeah. won the week after they played the 49ers all regular season last year. Um, the Falcons feel like a team that could have that same kind of effect. Uh, last thing I'll ask you real quick. Any any guesses on primetime games? Because I've got a, I got a couple theories. I mean, uh, we now know, as of recording, they've already released the international games. We know the Patriots are not hosting the Commanders in Germany. So no international trip this year. But the primetime games uh, will probably be announced by the time this podcast comes out sure. so people will get to know if we're right or wrong any any thoughts on what you might see i mean obviously the divisional games are going to be one of them yeah. going to be prime time i think um i think the i think new york i think last year those were some good prime time games late in the year um obviously some of those were flex but i think that's always a good matchup even though you know it'll be interesting to see where new york's at this year too i i think i really think like that was a little bit of an anomaly last year not because of you know poor play by Daniel Jones. I just think the roster isn't good enough quite yet, you know? And I think, I, you know, we, we've, we've raved about the coaches and they've added some nice pieces, but I, I don't think they're going to be as good. I think Dallas obviously is another one that I think could, I could see being a primetime game. How many primetime games do they have this year? Do you know? Uh, it's, there is less of a limit than there used to oh, be. Okay. My guess is they'll have somewhere between two and three. Yeah. That's, that's my guess. Oh. Like maybe there's two on the schedule, like a Thursday night. And then one of the, the more, yeah regular prime times and then you know maybe one gets flexed if they're competitive late in the season yeah i mean because like right now like just looking at the national narrative about the team like there's not a lot of hype so it's like you know I, yeah. i'd be excited to you know see a seahawks primetime game or you know jets or bills or whatever but i don't think the league sees that as a um as a very competitive matchup at the moment you know and like if you look at the vegas odds for this team they're a six and a half win team it's they think they're going to get worse compared to last year so um you know like i just think it's going to be division games and i can't see them really going outside of that for primetime work for the for the commanders yeah no i agree with you even though there are some interesting ones like they're going to try to get the jets in primetime a lot this yeah. year mm -hmm. but you know, is this a, is this a team that they do it against? Um, I had Joe Ferreira on my show yesterday who used to help make the schedule. And I, he said that he thinks they'll, they'll be at Dallas on Thanksgiving, yeah. um, which isn't technically prime time, but like is right. It's a four yeah. that Dallas always plays the, the three twenty five game, the second game. Um, and like they, they'll probably want a division game for that. The giants played last year, Cowboys Eagles you don't need to make prime time right. um you know that that game's going to draw massive ratings no matter what that'll be like an America's game of the week on a regular Sunday at 4:25 sure. yeah. um and so that kind of leaves the the commanders left and the commanders haven't played on Thanksgiving in a while yeah. um since 2020 so i think that that's a distinct possibility i ran my theory my original theory logan was that they were going to open the season at home uh, on prime in prime time, whether it's Sunday or Monday night football, because for the first time in years, the stadium is going to be full. Mm. Like with the ownership situation, I thought 
they're going to host the Cowboys to open the season on Sunday or Monday night football. And that rate, like, Hey, not Josh Harris's commanders. That could be a massive storyline where people are going to tune in and pay attention. Joe kind of shot that down. He said, I don't think that'll be a, a factor unlikely. I'm still not ready to completely let that go because I do think like a packed FedEx field is something that the league would like to showcase. Yeah, but I also but think, you know, like I opening, think there's probably better options. Yeah, opening night, like you want, and I think again, I think I think that this team's going to be pretty competitive. But when you look nationally, that's just not that's not in the car. Like right now, you know, obviously we're in May, but people are not very high in this team. We're going to talk about oh yeah you know, position rating, rankings in a second, but. I think that's going to just be any kind of big moment. They're going to defer to somebody else, you know, because right now I think there's some, uh, I saw some ranking that had them as the 27th team in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. not a lot. I think you were, we were talking about that maybe two weeks ago. Like yeah. there's not a lot of positive vibes here. So I think any, any kind of big moment they're going to say, is there anybody else? And it's like only when, when it's like, you know, these iconic matchups within the division, are they going to get primetime work? I think. Well, right. Which is why I said, I do, I, I would think that they would make it like Cowboys visiting here. But think um, about it, like, if it was like Cowboys Philly, let's start the season or, you know what I mean? Like some sure. big, no, you know totally. what I mean? Like, I, I, I totally get that. I guess my, my thing is to, sh- for the league to showcase the NFL is back in Washington. Like, Hey, you've heard all this stuff. It's been really bad. The stadium's been empty. Everyone knows it's been a joke. Snyder's awful, but now he's gone. And to see like, hey, look, football's back in Washington. The fans are back. The stadium is jammed and it's jammed with commanders fans. Like, hey, this is like, I think that would be a smart thing for the league to do. I think it would rate well. I also understand that there's probably better options. And I also would understand if the league doesn't really want to rub dirt in the wound, they just want to quietly move on to the next ownership group. Cause that's seemingly how they've handled this entire thing. I mean, do you think, Again, really, I think, I think, think that's a mistake, but that's, think, that's my thought process. Do you think they care about this market like that though? Like, cause like, I mean, if anything, like I'd be like, if Washington's playing well, do that later in the year, but do you think they care about sure. the market enough to do that right now? Do you think the league? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the driving forces behind them being a little more pushy with Dan. They'll be like, "No, nah, man, you got to like." Even if it's behind the scenes, they're not actually going to vote him out. Where um, they'd be like, "Yeah, man, you got to go." Like the the loss of revenue in this market and the loss of ratings in this market is a discussion amongst league people, and and getting it back is something that they really like the, the whole sleeping giant thing. Like mm. they could just get an owner in there who knows what he's doing and they could get a competitive team on the field. Like they'll, the, the money here would be outrageous compared to what it is now. They've been one of the only teams to lose money in local revenue uh, or, you know, they're so far behind. I don't know whether it's an actual loss. I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but they are dead last in local revenue. They're dead last in attendance. And I think, you know, I, I do think there's an opportunity if things are going well during the season to showcase that sure, later, obviously, I but I like, because of the way the ownership sale has gone, like we've talked about this internally at the radio station, I'll peel back the curtain a little bit, right? Like, obviously we would have loved to have a day of celebration where we know like, this is when the team is going to transfer. This is when it's sold like big celebration. We kind of did it when, when the news leaked a couple of weeks ago that there was an agreement in place. And, you know, obviously, uh, the fan was out at old ox where you're going to be tomorrow night for the, uh, the schedule release. And people came out in droves. They had, they did the buy Dan beer and like 
all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was a, a big deal, but there was still like this, this couching of it, of it's a non-exclusive deal. There's still a lot, you know, this Canadian dude still kind of bidding on the team. There wasn't this moment of like celebration and release in the fan base. Like most people thought there would be, there's been just a slow drip of news. And now even it's been reported by the post that this, the deal might get approved in stages. I think because of that, the big moment of celebration, the, the moment when fans come together to celebrate a new era is going to be week one, assuming that week one is at home. I think that state, that game is going to be a sellout and it, not it's not going to be sold out with the other team's fans. It is going to be the most burgundy and gold that has been in FedEx field, maybe since the playoff game in 2015. And so if that's the case, showcasing that to a national audience would make sense to me, but that is a giant, you know, litany of factors when you could just put on Eagles, Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys, whatever, and just be like, Hey, here's two of the best teams in the sport. Here's, you know, or, you yeah. know, get, get Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes playing and like go from there. So I, I get it. Um, but I, I do think it's an opportunity for them at some point to be featured in, in a major way, um, in a primetime window because of that reason. Yeah. And I think that's something that would probably happen later. I would think just knowing the yeah. league and like kind of how they do early matchups. It's like, these are the best teams last year. Look at them play. It's really exciting. And even if those teams aren't very good, like last year the Bucks were, were not very good, but they had a whole bunch of primetime games early because right. Tom Brady, because they, they draw eyes, you know. I think mm -hmm. if, if, if this team does even, you know, mediocre, even if they're, you know, like eight and six going to the last half of the season, like they're get, they're going to get some more love in that department. I think because of the reason you're talking about. And, and I think they deserve it. They would deserve it if that was the record. But I, I think they're going to wait. They're going to slow play it. Because, again, I, I just – the more national media you consume, and this is everywhere, this is, you know, PFF, this is Vegas, this is, you know, whatever it is, they're just, they're, the expectation for this team is extremely low. And I don't think the league is going to bet on low expectations coming out the gate. Yeah. They seemingly always play Philly on a Monday night. They seemingly yeah. always play New York on a Thursday. So I would, I would mark I that down as potential yeah. too. Um, you get an Amazon game on a Thursday against the giants home or away. I could see them doing that with the jets game, honestly, uh, as well, potentially. Uh, and then, you know, maybe they get a Monday night game against the Eagles or Cowboys. We'll, we'll see. Uh, and by the time this comes out, chances are we'll probably know. Yeah.